Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Show your good side to the world and get rewarded. Become a plasma donor at Griffles and receive up to $800 your first month. You'll help save the lives of millions of patients. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. Thank you for listening to William's Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made our name, and we're still here. Okay, welcome back to another astounding episode 26 of the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. I'm Nick, and with me as always is TJ, who is on his way to being hammered, and Anthony the Rook. We appreciate you guys being with us for another live episode. As you can see, we are currently on location at the Mediocre Caesars Palace in Atlantic City. Mediocre to say the least, they left us a nice present in the bathroom, which was always great. During COVID time, having to wash your own toilet that you didn't shit in yet. But hey, we're here and it was comped. I guess the shit is free in Caesars. Come on down. How's it going, Rook? Unfortunately, Rook couldn't be with us here. Um, COVID being what it is, it came in and struck us down. But he's here in spirit and we're here and we're with him while we're here. And he's frozen. You there, Rook? Yeah, you're here. You're good. Yeah, yeah, you're frozen, my man. This is going to be horrible audio now because my freaking wife. Yeah, no, I'm in in health and safety protocols. So that's why I'm not there. So I'm trying to keep everybody else safe. Oh, yeah, he's going in and out now. He's going in and out. All right, let's get into it, Nick. What do we have on the agenda for tonight? So the agenda for tonight. Well, I mean, it's a very slow week in sports uh, right now simply because no hockey, man. Yeah, I, I mean, COVID didn't just affect us coming down Atlantic City with our guys. It's uh, it's ravaging every sort of sports out there. It's getting ridiculous. I mean, the NHL season was already spread out a, a little much now. Obviously, before the NHL uh, All-Star break, the games are kind of sparse and spread out. But as of right now, going a week or more without the Rangers, I mean, it's a little ridiculous. And I think, honestly, it's hard to get on a roll like they've been on and, and to keep the momentum when all you're doing is practicing. I mean, to, to get on the ice and play games. And, and, and they finally got into the heart of their their, their – uh, you know, schedule where they're playing hard teams. You know, we played Vegas, we've played um, Colorado, Colorado, which is was a big test. Listen, we lost both their games, but I mean, you're finally getting to play 
playoff contention teams, NHL, you know, Stanley Cup contention teams, teams that are going to be there in the end. And now this comes in as a roadblock. I think it's definitely going to stall out the season. And it keeps you from being fresh. You're always going to be tense on the ice. You're not going to flow into game to game. I definitely agree with you on that. Uh, I, you know me, I, I, this is a bi-weekly thing where I complain about the NHL season being far too sporadic. There's definitely no rhyme or reason to anything that happens during the season where they're talking about, oh, yeah, this game's going to happen here, this game's going to happen there. There will be days where you play a team on Monday in their home arena and two days later, you're in your home arena right. playing them again. And it's like, why would you even schedule something like that? I blame the NBA because, you know, a lot of N- uh, NHL teams share arenas with NBA uh, teams. And uh, they, they the schedules have to coincide for, in order to make it uh, make it flow right. Either way, the Rangers weren't going to play until tonight. Right. It, I understand that. But I, I, you know what? I actually like how the NBA commissioner came out and pretty much said exactly what we've been saying the whole time. COVID's here. It's not going anywhere. The amount of testing that's getting done, especially around the holidays, you're traveling, you're with family and friends, you want to get tested, make sure you're keeping everybody safe. And the fact that they test everybody, they're testing players that don't have symptoms, they're testing healthy players, you're going to have an uptick of cases. And the NBA commissioner came out and straight up said, this is something we just have to live with. We're not canceling games anymore. We're not canceling part, part of the season because it's not going away. So there's no point in canceling a chunk of the season, all you're doing is depriving fans and ruining the sport. Right. I, I, you know, it, it might be a position where at some point you just got to get to it. And at some wavelength, maybe you treat it more like the flu. Mm-hmm. Guy's got the flu. He's out because he's sick. If he's not sick, I, I, I think at some point, not this year, obviously not last year, we're, we're, we're now like starting to learn about it with his Omicron coming out. There's a lot of conversation that it, it's got mild symptoms. It might just be a situation, oh, you have Omicron, then right. you're fine. Fuck it. Move on with your life. It, it, listen, don't take your medical advice from us. No, definitely I mean, not. Definitely not. We're, we're not even close to being able to. But it seems like as it progresses and as all the precautionary things that everybody's telling you to do, get vaccinated, wear masks, do this, do that, nothing's working. It's here. It's not going anywhere. There's no cure for it right now. Let's stop acting like any preventative measure is anything more than what it is. It's a preventative measure. doesn't mean it's going to stop anything. So I think I'm hoping that not just with sports as a society, we're getting to a point where it's something we have to deal with. It, there's no reason in stopping everything and, and stopping your life and putting everything on pause for something you cannot control. You can only deal with as you get and come back from it. Hey, Rook, welcome back. Welcome back, buddy. Hey, I was back. I was back before. I didn't want to interrupt. Um, is I, I'm, I'm assuming this is working now, right? Yeah, you're good now. You're good to go. All right. I don't know what the hell happened. I guess my Wi-Fi was uh, acting weird right there. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't want to interrupt. You guys already did enough on this. I'm not going to talk more about it. I'm in health and safety protocols right now myself, uh, which is why I'm not down there. And I'm you know bummed out that I'm missing it. Uh, but I hope you guys have a great time. Um, yeah, but, dude, uh, listen, I, I, I hope you're feeling good. You and your family are feeling well. Listen, we're, we're not trying to yeah. downplay any of this. I'm not sitting here saying it's nothing to worry about. But at the same time, we're in a stage after two years of what else are you going to do? I mean, you can't put businesses on hold. You can't stop going to work. I didn't stop going to work the entire time during the pandemic. I mean, you got to make money. You got to do what you got to do. And I, I think sports is finally starting to catch up where, listen, we're, we're getting paid to play a game. And we got to produce that kind of content. We got to get on there. We can't be put, taking huge chunks, 20 games out of a season, because you saw the viewership last year and it was horrible. 
You know, it, it's not, it's just not even that, but you also got to take into consideration that the amount of people that work at these events, they, they count on those teams too. They really do. Uh, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, the Orioles, they had riots in, in Baltimore and they had a game where they played in front of nobody. And in my head, I'm like, but what about the concession guy? He doesn't get paid for that. Thing. Yeah. What about the, the guy that, that, you know, he gives out tickets to, for, for your car, right? For you to park your car. He doesn't get paid that day. I'm like, this has a bigger effect than just baseball or the sport. There's people that rely on that. They employ a well, lot of That's people. the whole thing. You don't realize when you have a stadium that holds 30,000 people, there's at least 5,000 people getting paid to work that stadium. Yeah. I mean, at, at bare minimum, 5,000. You're talking about concession. You're talking about people who park your car. You're talking about ticket booth uh, attendance. You're talking about people that are going to clean up after the game. You're, you're, you're talking about people not making money. Absolutely. There's a lot of economy. A lot of a lot of players last year donated, which was like really nice. They donated amazing, absolutely amazing. And and it's right. not their job to support everybody else. No. And the fact that they do that, the owners should be doing it. Should have been the owners doing it. Instead of hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's the thing. In a second, with like sign a paycheck, it won't even affect them. But the players did it, which obviously is incredible for them to do that. But I mean, yeah, I but, agree with you guys. The sentiment of yeah, we can't close down at this point. I think Omicron is definitely definitely milder than what we're seeing right now. Uh, obviously more rampant, um, which is, you know, kind of annoying because it's uh, gets to the point where everyone has to shut down for 14 days, basically. But see, this is the problem. And I, and I mean, it's one man's opinion, but the fact that the uh, CDC put out the symptoms of Omicron and it was runny nose, sneezing, uh, coughing, sore throat. We're in the winter, especially in the Northeast. It's starting to really ramp up. The temperatures are fluctuating, but really dropping down at night. That's the common cold to me. So now everybody's running out to get tested. And people might just be showing symptoms of a cold, and they're finding out they're positive. And yeah. now you have a massive uptick. And it's yeah, I, I, I don't want to say that it's laughable, but reading those symptoms, how do you not take that as like, oh, yeah, that's a cold? No, it is. It's a cold in your name. I mean, I talked to you guys too. I said my daughter's been having a cold, a cough for almost a month now. Like at it's the like, time of year, especially for little kids. Yeah. So I know my son always gets sick this time of year. He was a, he, he was born premature. He was a month premature. He's a preemie baby, and this time of year he always seems to get sick. Mm-hmm. And I talked to other friends of ours that had kids that were premature, and they say the same thing. The seasonal illnesses come about, you know, regularly. Every year, my son's sick at this time of year. Yeah. Is that why he's so small? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. My son's huge. Is he? Yeah. All right. I picked that kid up today. He was like 55 that, pounds. Um, that kid could take a hit, though, as we saw this week. I saw that, yeah. Like a he, line listen, he tried to touch Daddy's beer. Big mistake. Mistake. He, he, listen, you learn quick in an Irish household. I'm just saying. He had an operatic singer behind him screaming, Mistake! So I know we, I, we touched on the NHL and everything that's happening now, but I do want to touch back because I was going to talk about this in the beginning, but my Wi-Fi cut out, but... So this is our yearly trip that we go on. We go to Atlantic City right before Christmas. Um, and, you know, we get a nice steak dinner. Last couple of years, we've been doing two nights. I know you guys didn't do steak dinner tonight, but this is usually a night where I get pretty uh, 
pretty toasty. So I got I got my bourbon here. I got a couple of beers ready to go. Uh, and I got some of these uh, these pink Whitney shots that I was going to bring down for you boys. Nice. I already broke into it, but uh, we got- you got the hockey stick one. Very nice. Yeah, hockey. I, w- I was going to hope to have you guys putt with this at golf oh, tomorrow. Man, unfortunately, I won't. That hurts. It, but, yeah, yeah. we miss you, brother. We miss you. I know. Absolutely. I miss you guys too. And it was especially now that you got pink Whitney. This is bullshit. I feel like we got gypped. I'm just saying, my forearm looked gigantic just now when I did that. We would have finally had uh, all three of us together for a podcast, which would be nice. But it is what it is. We got to deal with it, and I think we're we're pushing through here. It's uh, we're pushing through like 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 heroes. Yeah, like heroes. So uh, let's go. I I don't I don't have the rundown again, but I know you said so. So moving on with uh, with the NHL, obviously uh, games got canceled through the Christmas time area. up until next Monday, I believe there's no yeah. games. Uh, that being said, the NHL has canceled all Olympic participation for NHL players. And uh, for me, this is a twofold. This is a good and this is a bad. It's a good because uh, now we're getting back to like the old school 1980s miracle style where you're letting the guy that doesn't play pro go out there, show his worth, and, and represent his country, it's bad because now we don't get to see the best in the world do it. Well, that's – I mean, that's that's my problem with it. When you talk about the Olympics, you're supposed to see the epitome of each country's uh, best player in that sport representing that country. And, right. I mean, I, I think that's the best way to tell who has the dominance, who's superior in that sport. I mean, it comes around every four years, and the fact that the pros aren't playing, it, it takes away from watching it. It's still going to be awesome. I'm still going to tune in to every single game, but it takes away from that aspect of the game. You don't you don't get to see those pros play with each other. Pe- people that are top five, top top three on their team that never get to play with each other are going to play with each other. Tic-tac passing. I mean, Crisp, you have I, – I, I mean, the USA team, the Canadian team, you're talking about everybody on, on the first, second, and third line is a 20-30 goal score. You're taking that away from the fans, and that sucks. That, that straight up sucks. What do you think, Rook? I love Olympic hockey. Um, it, I, I like actually like the. It might be a little better with people who are amateurs get their name out there. I mean, it was like you said, it's back to miracle hockey type of thing. But I mean, I always loved the Olympic hockey, even with the, uh, the professionals in there as well. But I mean, yeah, it's gonna be a little different. But I think uh, I think it'll still be fun to watch. I still like the. Um, I still like the Olympics. I don't like winter as much as I like summer, but. Olympics are always a good what? time to get excited for. You know, you know Dude, like, curling. Curling is one of the greatest sports that, like, you would no, know about. Unless... No, now you get me wrong because you guys are saying as if I hate said I hate the Winter Olympics. I just said name one sport in the Olympics. Summer Olympics that's better than curling. Swimming. I love watching swimming. That, that's not a sport. Uh, what sport are you doing in your backyard? It's hot. Uh, one thing: women's beach volleyball. Fair yeah, enough. That's a good one. My wife is watching right now, honey. We're high fiving because of the athleticism and not because of the short choice. Especially when the Brazilian team plays. There's so much athleticism going on. <laughs> gravity, <laughs> lots of gravity. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, going back to the Winter Olympic, dude, fuck curling. All that. I'm sled, dude. No, there is no sled. No, they can't believe yes. Jamaica. We have a bobsled team. There is not one single. Olympic sport in the summer games, unless you're running across the field as you're hucking a javelin, that puts your life at risk. And I can name like 10 off the top of my head 
in Winter Olympics that's like somebody might die. No, I agree. I understand. Look, I'm not saying I don't. Ha- I don't hate the Winter Olympics. I'm just saying. Didn't some guy hit the oh, the referee with a, a javelin once in like the chest? I thought that was uh, saving Silverman. No, no, that happened in real <laughs> life. Rich is giving me the thumbs up. Rich is here. Rich just gave me the thumbs up. Somebody, I think it was. I don't think it was the Olympics. It was a qualification, maybe. Yeah, it was. And the guy threw a javelin, and the ref wasn't paying attention, and luckily it didn't go yeah. through his heart, and it like got him in the shoulder or something. Yeah, it did. It I remember that. You're right. Yeah. I mean, dude, they have a sport where you ski and then you stop and then you shoot a gun and then you ski more. <laughs> I mean, how is that not amazing? <laughs> it's ridiculous. How many Disney movies are there about the summer games? One? I don't I don't know that. I don't know that answer off the top. I can think of at least two that are about the summer about the winter games. Miracle, that's a Disney movie, yes. And cool and running. Cool runnings. Cool runnings. Well, those guys actually weren't really Bob's letters to begin with. They were actually were in the Summer Olympics first. First of all, hold on, hold on, time out, time out. Are you saying you hate John Candy? Is that what yeah. you're trying to say to me? You guys always no, he doesn't like he doesn't like black guys bobsledding. That's, That's ridiculous. You guys, you guys exaggerate everything. Thanks, Nick. Now you just straight, straight out call me a racist. Thanks. So, so the, the, the racism aside, racist. I mean, not why? We're, listen, you don't like the Winter Olympics, you know? I mean, that's what you get. All right, you get the boo. Are you out of a Bullwinkle mug? No, it's uh, from Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. It's Wally World. That looks like Bullwinkle. Rich, Bullwinkle? No? It's Christmas Vacation. I don't waste my time with Chevy Chase. He's not funny. No, I I don't know why. Caddyshack is a masterpiece. Caddyshack is a masterpiece. But that being said, we will be doing a review of the Disney classic Miracle about the 1980 Winter Olympics uh, and the U.S. hockey team. Um, and if you don't know what team you represent, it's the United States of America. All right. And then we're gonna so we'll do be doing a review on that on our Screen Addicts podcast. Look for it sometime in the very near future. And then we're going to do Mystery Alaska because I know TJ loves it so much. I hate that movie. <laughs> TJ uh, hates Mystery Alaska because he just can't believe that Russell Crowe can skate and play hockey. He can't. He's got flow like a hockey player. He does, but Australians don't belong on the ice. I don't think he's I from mean, Australia. He's from New Zealand. Same thing. They don't get ice there. When you're rich, you're <laughs> Come on. The man owns a rugby team. Show him some respect. Ridiculous. Uh, that being said, all right, moving on in hockey, the Calgary Flames have turned down their new arena agreement in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So implications show now they, they might be on the move to another city. Where are they going? TJ, talk to me. I, I really don't think they're going anywhere. I don't think – Canada can afford to lose a team. I mean, they tried so hard, and they finally got the Winnipeg Jets back. Um, I, I There's too many markets in the U.S. that they tried that don't work. I don't know where they would go. But, I mean, how do you lose a, a, a team in Canada when, I mean, that's your sport, and they have, <laughs> what, four teams? Yeah. Uh, a whole Jets, lot. Flames, um, Oilers, Oilers, Maple Leafs, Maple Leafs. Habs. And, right, and um, is it Whalers? No, not Whalers. I'm sorry. The, uh, Canucks. Canucks. Vancouver. Six teams. You see where I got to Whalers, right? Yes. Because Vancouver, for some reason, uses the whale yeah. as their logo. So six teams, you're going to go down to five teams. You're going to have uh, less than a quarter of representation in the league that it's your sport. I mean, I think that's a little ridiculous. But I, I, I find it weird that they're having that issue. I, I don't think they don't have a problem drawing the crowd in Calgary. Um, I know a lot of people get hyped for, you know, the Battle of Alberta. Anytime they play uh, 
inside of Canada. Yeah. The fans are into it. So I, I think it's just a money grab at this point, uh, knocking on a negotiation because nobody – Canada doesn't want to lose a team. But I also think it's going to be a failed attempt because where are they going to go? I, I mean, the closest neighbor that you have, the Kraken is there. Seattle has a team. Is that that close to Alberta? I think that's as close to a market that didn't have a team that needed one. Yeah, you know, now, where else are you going to go? Now that you mention it, because Minnesota has a team now yeah. again. Minnesota has a while. Uh, Ohio has a team. Um, Wisconsin. That's true. Wisconsin. I, they could go to Milwaukee, I guess, theoretically. Uh, somebody even said they might even go back to Atlanta. Yeah, but Milwaukee would be uh, Chicago. I mean, it would be it would be Blackhawk fans. Well, well, I'm just saying Milwaukee has football teams, baseball teams. Green Bay right. and Milwaukee, I, I, it's right there. You no, know I mean? understand. But it, Wisconsin, and Wisconsin is big into hockey. They're always in the Frozen Four. Of course. You know, they're in that conversation. No, yeah, you, right. You got them, but, you got Michigan, you, you got, and then... Boston College, Boston, yeah, anything in Massachusetts, Connecticut, a little bit, Cornell, a little bit, yeah. Even the the, the Ivy League team get into it, but there was conversation about uh, them going back to Atlanta. After they, they, they lost the Thrashers. No For those of you who don't know, the Calgary Flames were previously the Atlanta Flames, which kind of makes sense considering there is no fire in Alberta, Canada at all. I mean, Atlanta didn't draw a crowd. It's simple as that. They had nobody showing up to their games. Um, it, it was a waste of money. I, I don't think. I, I don't think hockey draws in certain southern markets. Um, others, they do well, I think. But big cities, you, you know, listen, you, you have uh, the L.A. Kings. They do well because they're in L.A. It, it's something to go do and visit. It, it's a reason to go out and, and be a fan of another sport and attend something. It's an event. I think uh, the Dallas Stars draw very well. Tampa? Ta- yeah, but Tampa's been solid. Tampa wins. Tampa, Tampa wins. wins. They've been solid. They, they have a couple cups under their – because Florida's not doing as good as Tampa. No, but you know what? That's the funny thing. And the Florida Panthers, as of late, have been coming back. And it reminds me of, like, when I was a kid in the 90s watching the Rangers and stuff like that and seeing the Panthers be part of that playoff hunt and be part of that Stanley Cup run. And it's nice to see because, I mean, they've been uh, no talk about, brush them off, why are they even in the league team? And it's nice to see that resurgence. Yeah. What do you think, Rook? Yeah, I would chime in. My Wi-Fi keeps going in and out, so this is uh, very frustrating. I know. I'm trying to think of big cities that don't have a team, and I think I'm with you, Nick. I think if they were to move from Calgary, it probably would be like a Milwaukee or Wisconsin area. Um, So I can't really think of any other big cities that don't have teams right now. You know, they have the they put one in Vegas and Seattle. So unless they want to go somewhere in Canada, Saskatchewan, maybe. But that's the thing. you you got to go where our population is. Where's the sparse? Where did the Nordiques play? Quebec. Ah. So maybe, I mean, Quebec is a big area. Like like a a province in Canada is not like a state in in America. No, it's like four. Where where New Jersey is, you know, the size of, you know, you could put 12 New Jerseys in Texas. How many provinces are there in Canada? I I want to say there's like eight. That's what I said. Like eight or something. And and there's all there's five provinces in Canada. Wow. Rich says there's five. I'm gonna go. Wow. Rich. Rich is so worldly. Yeah, I was between five and eight. Hold on, he's double checking right now. He's counting in his head. Maybe six. Maybe maybe six. six. Maybe six. Thank you, Rich. We went over Price is Right rules. We lose with eight. But but if there is that many, right? If there is that many, right? Their provinces are gigantic. Yeah, if they can, if they can support two teams in Alberta, they right. can support two teams in Quebec. Because yes. what are the two the two teams in uh, 
in, in Quebec, there's only one, right? There's only the the uh, the Habs. Yeah, so I'm gonna stat check. Because Toronto's in uh, Ontario. Yeah. Quick, quick Google search shows that there's actually ten provinces. What? Whoa! Our man in the corner was wrong. Those other yeah. five don't count. So I was. Uh, I we said eight. So I think we were. Close. We said eight. Those top two are technically Russia. <laughs> we all know it. You obviously don't know. There's like three people in an Eskimo up there. Yeah, they're not drawing. Does the Eskimo not count as a person? No, but he like has seniority because he's like I was here first, motherfucker. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll allow it. Think. Uh, I'll allow it. There you go. <laughs> you want your fucking whale oil? You come to me. But uh, but they, they might move someplace in in Canada. I mean, I, I think I you know we were talking about it. And I go. I said, isn't Calgary more of a wrestling town? I mean, that's where that's where Stu Hart and Bret Hart, Alberta, yeah, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. That's where all those guys are from. That's where the, the Lions Den is. Yeah. So, uh, so maybe that's that's where uh, that's where they go to watch wrestling. I don't know. I I, I I maintain it's a money grab. I think they're just trying to get a better deal out of it, better stadium. Yeah. I, I and, and that's the whole thing too. I, I mean, people get tired of their stadiums. They, they want something new. They want the taxpayers to fund it. And I mean, let's call it what it is. Canada is like. What, 40% tax, 50% tax? Something like that. It's ridiculous. Socialist, they deserve a new stadium. Tom Selleck's not paying those taxes. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I would be sad to see the Flames leave Calgary. Absolutely. Be- only because that was the scene of the greatest moment in hockey history. Break it down. The greatest moment in hockey history when Sean Avery pulled all over, all over all those reporters. Our man, Aves, won six in the blue shirts. And asked why everybody's after his sloppy seconds, and secured his bid to come back to the Rangers. Yes, he did. Amazing. Yes, he did. It was a, it was a great moment in hockey history. I loved it. Uh, I wasn't. It was the greatest. I I I embellished a little bit. It's not the greatest. Second, the greatest would be him distracting Marty Bordeaux in the play and getting a rule and getting a rule. Yeah, that was the greatest. Yeah, yeah. Dude, whoever in the history of hockey over a hundred years of hockey. Nobody ever thought to turn around and stare the goalie in the eye and be like, now I know you can't fucking see. Fuck you, fatty. Fuck you, fatty. Rich is seething right now because he's a, he's a Devils fan. He's a Devils fan, yeah. He's seething. <laughs> he said I, most wins. Next, All I heard him say was something about, like, bullshit, bring back the two-line pass so I can fucking win again. I'm in <laughs> <laughs> the trap. So All moving right, on. Next, what's the agenda? Moving on, uh, the Staten Island Yankees, along with a couple of other minor league baseball teams, are suing Major League Baseball for antitrust. And I never really thought about this, but apparently when Major League Baseball contracted a great vast, a lot of minor league teams, the teams that they contracted were privately owned, and they allowed the teams that were owned by Major League Ball Clubs to stay. So basically, Major League Baseball controls all of the teams that are professional baseball teams. And and the Staten Island Yankees, among among other teams, are suing, saying that that breaks the monopoly laws that we have in our country. What do you think, Rook? So, no, you guys told me to look this up. I didn't have a chance to. It's been a very hectic day. Um, but this kind of reminds me of the USFL, which was uh, Donald Trump versus the NFL. You know the USFL is on its way back, right? Yeah, I heard it's on its way back. Same with the yeah, they're back. This the twenty twenty two. They're back. Yeah, yeah. So they heard the same thing about the antitrust. Obviously, it was different because 
It wasn't like they contracted minor league teams. So it was a little bit different, but it was an antitrust suit against the NFL. I believe – I'm trying to look it up, but obviously I said my Wi-Fi is a little shoddy here. I believe the NFL won that. <laughs> so Major League Baseball has been protected from the antitrust law since 1922. Yeah, but obviously the world, the world has changed a lot since 1922. Um, and and I, I thought it was very interesting – We'll use the Yankees model as an example. But the Yankees, essentially, they got rid of the Staten Island Yankees, the Trenton Thunder, the uh, – what was the other team they got rid of? The River Dogs. And they got rid of those three teams, and they brought on the Hudson Valley Renegades. And uh, they kept the Tampa Tarpons. They kept the, the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders. And they added uh, – there was another team in, in – uh, I can't remember where it was. Patriots. Somerset Patriots. The Staten Island Yankees are contending that all those teams are owned by the Yankees or somebody who owns stock in the Yankees. Interesting. So the Somerset, the Patriots Yankees, actually, Somerset Patriots actually independent league. So I guess it has to be someone who – No, they're not. They're not independent league anymore. No, they're they're minor league baseball. They're no longer independent league. No, I know. I'm saying they were before. They were, but they were owned they by would, somebody who has stock in the Yankees. Yeah, which wouldn't mean the MLB did not actually own that property beforehand. Which if right. I'm making the argument that MLB owned the properties, and it might fall apart when you say, well, it was an independent league, it wasn't another minor league team, and they were owned separately from someone who was not part of MLB, where they just merely invested into MLB. Where many people who are owners, they have plenty of investments. Imagine having to cut people out just because you have an investment. I think when I think with that Somerset Patriots, I think it's where the argument probably would be a little stop. At least that's what I would attack if I'm defending. Antitrust suit. At this point. Right, but the problem is, I, I, I mean, I, I know this not personally, but from people that I'm very close to in the business world, like I, I know somebody very close to me that works as an accountant, and he cannot own stock of any client that belongs to his firm. Not somebody he works directly with. If his firm is in any connection to that uh, a client with stocks, he is not allowed to own a single stock because it would be an SEC violation. If something that far away from being just an employee of a company that does business in, in some aspect of an, you know, a, a, a company that has is open to the public to buy shares, and he cannot do it even though he might not have any business ties to it, and it's that loosely based, I, I wouldn't know how this wouldn't be antitrust. Yeah, well, I, I think I the concern is, is that the, 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 the stock owners of the Yankees also own these teams. They have influence when they vote. So what team are we going to get rid of? Well, don't get rid of my team. I own that team. Oh, okay. Oh, we won't do that. And that, and that was the biggest issue is that the Yankees flat out own the Tampa Tarpons. They're part owners in the uh, the Scranton uh, Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders. And then one of their major stockholders, obviously the Steinbrenners being the major stockholder, but one of their minority stockholders owns the Hudson Valley Renegades and the, the Somerset Patriots. And, and that was that was the New York part. I, I don't know about the rest of the teams that were contracted and how it falls on them, right. but that was a New York part at least. And I got to say that is somewhat suspect. That of course, if you're going to contract teams, you're not going to get rid of the teams that you own. Well, you're just trying to hold on the market, right? You you can dictate where those leagues go and where those teams go. Absolutely. And you're essentially, I, I mean, you're a major player, and you have the enough power to influence anything that happens there. Absolutely. So how would how would that not be? PJ, your example was that your your you said your cousin is an accountant. Well, somebody I know, yeah, somebody who's an accountant, right? 
where like they can't do business with anyone who even does business with the accountant firm, correct? Well, anybody in the so I mean, you're talking about this person I'm talking about is part of the big four as far as accounting. So they do, you know, international accounting for yeah. all the major companies in the world. And even if he's not directly connected with that any particular company, any company that does business and that is clients of his, you know, who he works for, he can't own stock of them. Even yeah. though he has no insider information yeah, I as No, I get I get that, but I think even if with that, because he is part of the company, I do understand why he probably would be stopped from an SEC violation because because think about it, if he works with somebody who works for or works with that company, even if they may not he might have directly access to the books but they could still pass that knowledge on to somebody else's in it. So I do get that. Um, when you're talking about the stockholders, like with the Yankees, it depends on whether or not they're a minority. Like, is it someone who they actually care about? Like, does their vote have any weight well, to it? Well, to be fair, everybody that, that's not a Steinbrenner is a minority shareholder. Well, yeah, right? I, I get that. But you're saying because they had the tie to Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner's going to be like, well, we're not going to get rid of your team then because obviously you invested the Yankees on it. I get that. That's a pretty good right. argument. But I still think at that point when, they, when, they, when they own an independent league, it's independent from the Major League Baseball. Um, this is a, That's obviously the point where they actually had to add somebody in. So it's a little different than them saying, like, all right, we're going to take away this, this, and this guy, but we're not taking away this guy because he works with us. You know right, well, that's the problem. There's no oversight. There's no oversight, and there's nothing to yeah. stop. I, 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 just, to keep it, just, just to keep in mind, it's not keeping it honest. They – they, this is just New York we're talking about. Apparently, this oh, is happening. Know. It's not just Staten Island that they're talking about. This is multiple teams that this is going on with. And listen, I'm playing devil's, devil's advocate here. I mean, do oh, I absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, we hear I, you. If we all sat here and argued the same side, <laughs> it'd be a little boring. So I'm trying to I'm trying to see where the, the points are against the antitrust. Like I said, I don't do corporate law, so no one never quote what I'm saying here. I don't do antitrust stuff. Uh, but from what I kind of remember from you know, law school, you know, education uh i'm kind of trying to pick apart my argument here about whether or not it is antitrust but i guess i didn't do enough research on this beforehand unfortunately i didn't have time but um yeah i mean there's always an argument against it especially if it's an independent league and you invested in independent league you weren't you, your purpose of investing into independent league wasn't because of the fact that you know well eventually it's gonna become part of the yankees you may not have actually thought about it when you invested into it so it could be you know i don't know if the thought process uh, matters in this type of case, but it could be an argument as well. But like I said, I know I'm not. Well, the, the argument could be made that they got rid of the Staten Island Yankees and brought in the Somerset Patriots because one of the shareholders invested oh. in that team. Yeah, and and nobody was invested in the Staten Island Yankees. Yeah, but if you but if you also make the argument that they got rid of all privately owned company, uh, you know, minor league baseball teams, and the Somerset Patriots were a minor league, I mean, a privately owned minor league baseball team and you know where's the you know argument there but until you explain that if they invested in the Somerset Patriots and in the Yankees then obviously there's some sort of conflict there yeah right but moving on in, in other baseball news Buck Showalter is now the manager of the New York Mets it's a good hire I like it I like the I, I love the hire I love the hire TJ like is uh, making a, an old fashioned for us and he loves the hire too so you guys just gonna rub oh, it on my face. But uh That's but Buck Showalter is 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 the new manager of the New York Mets. A lot of Yankee fans are very upset about this. Yeah, they're they're very upset because they have Aaron Boone for, for another three years at least. And I think a lot of them wanted uh you know to see Buck 
you know, or see Boone go and Buck come back and win a, win a championship with a team that, you know, basically got rid of in 95. Um, and then, you know, we basically won a championship with a team that he – they say he built. I mean, it's a GM. So I, I, I'm a firm believer. GMs build teams. But what I will say with regard to that is that he established a culture with that team that lasted a very long time. I'll give you an example. Buck Showalter is a firm believer that if you're a rookie, you wear high socks to show that you're a rookie. So you have high socks on, and you, you don't get the, the privilege to wear low socks like a veteran does. So the Yankees, and if you remember this, the Yankees did that for years after Buck left. And I think I, I lost Rook. Rook, you alive? It keeps going in and out. Oh, we got you're back. Welcome back. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's interesting. I actually didn't realize that that was one of the things he, he built a culture of uh, around the Yankees, but he's built a culture other places as well that have always been successful. I think you went over this uh, in your, one of your takes for our holiday segments, the beer and a take. And he said, what he, every, except for the Orioles, every team afterwards had gone to like uh, a world series. I think it was a world series. Yeah. Every team he's gone that he has managed two years after he left went to a world series, if not won a world series, which is impressive. Very impressive. Oh, it's very impressive. It's absolutely impressive. He sounded good in the in the press conference too. I mean, said all the right things. You know, he did a couple interviews on Fan and and on ESPN New York. And I think he's he's still saying the right things. He's 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 more of a. I think you went over this too before, but he's more of an eye test guy than more analytics. But he's also like to the point where it's it's a little bit of both, a combination of both things. And what I did like too was that. Uh, he was on the fan talking about whether or not he would start doing load management. And I think he's like, it really depends on how the guy's feeling, but if the guy's hot, like I'm might not, not, not be sitting him. Like, why would you, like that's the Yankees do that. The Yankees, the guy could be hot guy hit three home runs in a, you know, three straight games. And you know, next thing you know, there he's sitting. I think it happened to Joey Gallo this year. He had home run in three straight games. He was finally getting hot. You know, obviously Joey Gallo had the best stint uh, last year uh, when he came over from Texas, but as soon as he got hot, they benched him. And it's like, well, why are you benching him? You're benching him for something down the road where he can make a difference now as opposed to making a difference, you know, at last week of the season. Like, that's the reason why you're, you're benching him. So I don't really like the little management. I think Buck's kind of against it. And I do like that from him. So he said, he said all the right things that I like to hear. And I think Yankee fans would have liked to hear it too. But he's in New York for the Mets. And I think the Mets have made a few good moves here. I think Stevie Cohen's doing a good job here. They still don't have a general manager, which is weird, but they're making these moves anyway. They do have Billy Epler's yeah, general manager. Epler's, I forgot they hired Billy Epler. It's such a forgetful thing. Sorry, Chris. Scratch that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's still, it's still they make good moves right now, the Mets, and good yeah. for them. Absolutely, getting getting experience, somebody that knows how to take a team and add the culture to make it a team. And I think that's the biggest part: is you're not just players working for an organization; you are a team. And Buck knows how to do that. I mean, the only time that the Texas Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles have been relevant in the last 30 years was when he was manager or shortly after he left as manager in the Rangers case. Yeah, and but, Ron Washington took over. And Ron Washington reaped the benefits and lost in the World Series. Twice. But such is life. Um, that being said, the Yankees just brought back Eric Chavez to be an assistant hitting coach. And this was his quote today. 
there are certain things that I thought were valuable that are not valuable, like batting average. We're trying to get some of that old thinking out of players' heads. So if you're a Yankee fan, be prepared to have your batters bat in 190 with a high OPS and no playoff swings. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that quote. I hate that quote. What a rich and I like Eric Chavez. I have a bat autographed by Eric Chavez. Like Rich, right. you pointed at Rich. What did he say? Um, Rich said Showalter was also the Diamondbacks manager before they won the World Series of Bob Brentley the following year. Yeah, and beat the Yankees that he built. Listen, I, I think if you're a Met fan, you can't be mad at any of the moves being made right now. I think you're riding the high horse, and it seems like everybody's on the same page. They're embracing what their owner's doing. They're enjoying the fact that they just. I mean, they cornered the market uh, in this offseason. Um, they made the moves. They're they're the hot team right now. They're the team to watch. I think that also, once the season starts, whenever it happens to start, I'm hoping this lockout ends pretty quick. But once the season starts, they're going to be the team with the most heat on them as far as if they start out slow, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a big problem fast. But I like Buck Showalter. He's a baseball guy. He's a yeah. baseball guy. He's I, a baseball yeah. guy. How do you not – you cannot not be happy with that. It, it's a great move. You brought in the person that everybody wanted. Anybody that loves baseball wants to see Buck Walter because at this point, you've taken away that out. You've taken away the, oh, this manager only uses analytics. You, you've taken away the second guessing. If Buck Walter can't get these guys to play together and win, then no one's going to get them to play together and win. And then it all becomes solely on the player. I think Buck Walter is a great hire. I think you, you squared away – that leadership role, I think he's going to make the young players mesh well with the veteran players. I think he's going to get the most out of the veteran players. I think all around, he just completed that, that team. He rounded out that team. I think there's going to be no excuses by the front end office this year. I mean, the only thing this season is going to come down to is if these guys can play together and win and no injuries. Yeah. And the injury bug happens yeah. to the Mets a lot, I mean, historically. So if they can get past this injury bug they've been dealing with the past couple of years, uh, you you cannot you can't bet against them in the NL right now. Well, they got they got the best one two punch in baseball. So easily, easily. Yeah. I I just I hate the idea of like, how many World Series does Buck Walter have? That's great. How many times is he given the opportunity to make his team get to the World Series? Because he took teams that were trash and made them playoff contenders, and then right before they won it all, he got fired. And then some other manager like Joe Torre came in, reaped the benefits uh, of that. Bob Brentley, Ron Washington reaped the benefits of that and looks like a hero. The proof is in the pudding. And then, and then, and then they go to build their teams and they suck because, because Torre with his team to the Yankees lost four World Series or something like that, three or four World Series. And, and, and I mean, to Buck Showalter's credit, I, I mean, he had a great talent in Manny Machado, but what did that organization do to build that team up? That being said, did you hear what Manny Machado said? No, I did not, Nick. Why don't you feel Manny Machado you? said something along the lines of the Mets got themselves a great hire. He was one of the best managers I ever had the opportunity to work with. And obviously saying something like that, you know what that brings about, right? Manny Machado has an opt-out. Very, very possible. And you know what? Manny Machado also said in, in that he said he's the only person that ever made me realize to be more humble. I mean, and not that Manny Machado is humble. It's called it what it is. I mean, he's got a big mouth. He's got a big mouth and a big ego. And, and every once in a while, deserves to get slapped in the mouth. But 
I mean, if you can rein in somebody like Manny Machado, who's that hot-headed and, and that arrogant, I mean, you can't tell me you can't take this team that's just dying to produce and mold them into a team that's going to go out there and get you 98, 99 wins this season. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember the Orioles teams where he coached like or managed. They they went to the playoffs a couple times. I mean, they, they didn't go any further, but they had a good playoff series against the Yankees in 2012. Well, yeah, when was the last time before that that they were relevant? When Brady, when Brady Anderson was there, yeah, Brady, Brady Anderson. Back when Brady, since Buck left. Brady Anderson, David Segee, Cal Ripken Jr. Right, that's what I mean. If you think about the Orioles and Sidney Ponson, yeah, <laughs> you're not talking about Buck Showalter. You're talking about Cal Ripken Jr. And that's it. Yeah, I don't even remember who the manager was back then. But we move on, and we're talking about. Eric Chavez's conversation about how batting average doesn't matter. So, again, Yankee fans, you can get ready for your batters to bat 190 and strike out 300 times a year. As long as they have a good OPS. See, you know what? I'm getting really sick of this shit, and I'm a diehard Yankee fan. I've always been a Yankee fan, and I'm not a Met hater at all. I've been to just as many games at Chase Stadium that I went to Yankee Stadium as a kid. I don't like the cockiness of Mets fans where there's nothing to be cocky about because nobody was born before they fucking won World Series. I got, I got that we fam- associate. Listen, I got family that are Mets fans and they got a big mouth. I hate Mets because fuck my family. But I'm sick of this big ball bullshit with the Yankees. It's time to start playing small ball. I don't give a shit if you fucking win the game because you scored seven runs by dinking and dunking slap hits and stealing bases and hit and running. It's a fucking win. Enough with the we need a home run or nobody gets on base or, or you strand guys on base because the next three hitters in a row are swinging for a certain uh, angle, what, launch, angle, angle. launch angle. That, bullshit. Just put the ball in fucking play. I'm sick of this I, bullshit. I don't like the fact that people are like, but batting average says that a home run is just as valuable as a base hit. If you're trying to hit either, then yes, they are. Like if you're if you're trying to do one, yeah. either one is a positive. Neither one is a negative. Like no. you've never gotten in trouble for gotten a beast hit. No. Obviously a home run is more valuable in the long run. But in, in reality but it's not. It, because you know what? If you fucking start the first inning and you get nine base hits in a row, you're up five fucking nothing. I, I don't disagree with you, but what I'm saying is is their argument is is that if you try to hit more home runs based on all these Mathematical equations. I understand that you're you're, you're going to win. Except for the only problem that I have is is that all those teams that rely solely on analytics lose. Yeah, the Oakland Athletics are not hoisting trophies every year. No, and neither are the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, Who I'm are the ones that, that are winning? What I hate the about Dodgers that. and the Red Sox. They yep. use a little bit of both. Yeah, what I hate I hate about that is too like because they always say, oh, it's good that he walks. Like he strikes out a lot, but he also walks. It's like, but walks is just as good as it hits. So if he was just to actually hit the ball, and sometimes his hits obviously much better than walks. So no, but no, people are sitting there saying that hit. People are saying that if you always try to get a hit, then you won't walk. But I got news for you: a walk is not as good as a hit. I don't care what anybody says. I played baseball my whole life for thirty some odd years. I played baseball. You don't feel as good getting a walk as you do getting a hit. The, the pitcher when I pitched, when I pitched. I didn't feel as bad walking a guy as I did giving up a freaking hit. Dick. Giving up a hit, I'd be like, son of a bitch. Think about you know, it. I mean, especially if I felt like I made a great pitch. How many how many times did you hit a sack fly and feel like, fuck, if I would have caught that a little bit better, that would have been a double. Fuck the sack fly. Don't sack fly is great. Every Sack flies are good. They put points on the board. 
But you know what? As an aggressive <laughs> batter, you want to put the ball in play. And, and that whole mantra of, oh, yeah, walks as good as a hit. No, it's not. It doesn't get anything. No rally was ever like, oh, yeah, let's keep it going. No, walk, let's go. It doesn't pump your team. A walk is as good as a hit on paper. But the game's not played on paper. It's played through people. And a batter doesn't feel good about a walk like he does a hit. No. The only person who enjoys walking is Aaron Hicks. He always he – always That's it. A walk. That's, that's it. the only way he gets on fucking base. Nobody's jumping for joy at a walk. Ask Babe Ruth if he loved walking. I wanted to hit home runs. Who was it? Uh, what was it in the nineties? He got hit by a pitch and told the fucking ump he's not going to first base. Oh, I remember that. Who was, was it? Albert Bell. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, it was Albert Bell. Says it was Albert Bell. He took it and threw it back to the pitcher. Was like, I'm not fucking going to first. I remember that. It yeah. was somebody on the Indians. If it wasn't Albert Bell, it was somebody on the Indians. Rich, our man in the corner. Our man in the corner, Rich. Oh, but yeah, but 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 the, the metrics the thing kills me. The, the metrics thing might win baseball <laughs> games. It doesn't win fans. Because nobody wants to see people strike out 300 times a year. And then my other big problem with the metrics is if a strikeout means nothing to a batter, then why does it mean anything to a, hit, a pitcher? Yeah, right. Why are we counting strikeouts for pitchers? Because because metrics says that strikeouts don't matter. That actually grounding into a double play is worse than striking out. The Yankees do both. That's, that's fair. That's, that's an astute observation. Well, I think we talked about. But I would say, wait, 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 one last. Well, you guys have been talking about. It. I haven't got a chance to put my word in, but <laughs> it's it's easier for you guys to talk back and forth because you guys are right in front of each other. So it's harder from over here on the computer. But I will say this: is that it's it's kind of hard for a hitting coach to say that batting average doesn't matter. Like your job is to get the team to hit, and you're like, well, batting average doesn't matter. So I agree. And, and, and look what the the average batting average across the league has significantly dropped. It's sub 300. The fan doesn't want to see people bat 200 with 40 home runs. It's boring. It's boring. Yeah. 40 home runs means you hit a home run every four days. The other rest of the week, you didn't get a hit. But you know what? When you have you 40 home runs and you only have fucking 58 RBIs, it means nobody's on base in front of you. But what's his war? I hate, oh. I hate war as a stat. It makes me so Listen, if you. Wait, before you go on to your rant, I know you want to rant. I'm, <sighs> I, I'm getting annoyed where I was on Twitter the other day and I talked about how the Yankee bias exists when it comes to We lost him. No, I don't think we lost him. We, we lost him. He's still going. Yeah. Oh, I forget. You look, we lost you. I'm watching on this too. Let's see if we lost Finally, give him a minute to talk. And- <laughs> <laughs> All right. What happens when we give him a minute to talk? Rich is making funny. He goes, "We give him a minute to talk, and he, he can't hear him speak." I got lost. There you go. You're back. Why would so? I guess I don't know. I, I, my Wi-Fi sucks tonight. It's it's been that kind of week. Your Wi-Fi's got COVID too. Do you have Comcast? No, I have Optimum. It's just as bad. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm in this room because this is where. Ooh, come on. <laughs> it's still it's still freezing. No, you're good. Go ahead. So it's good because Optum usually this room works much better than anywhere else in the house. That's why I'm here and it's not working. So anyway, it's annoying because I was trying to explain how rookie of the year with uh Gary Sanchez in fifty three games he batted three hundred, hit twenty two I think he hit twenty twenty two or something like that, home runs, whatever. 
trying to compare it against everyone. Everyone was like, well, what's his, what was his war? It's like, what does it matter? Like, he had great numbers in 53 games, enough to win Rookie of the Year, and he didn't win it because he was a Yankee. They said he didn't play enough games to be Rookie of the Year. But then you have Jordan Alvarez, who won 87 games, and you have Otani, who won 110, 104 batting, 114 with pitching. And then people are like, well, the Gary Sanchez or Miguel Andahar pitched a 3.3 ERA. No, they're not fucking pitchers. Why would they? <laughs> so it pissed me off. So I hate war. I hate those analytical stats. You know what the, the problem that I have is? Is that if you ask anybody that's an analytics hound about analytics, they'll sit there and say it's all based on math. But it's not. It really isn't. And then they go, yeah, it is. I go, tell me about this. And they'll bring up another analytics-driven stat that feeds – that further analytics-driven stat, and they'll go, oh, it's this. And I go, okay, now break. And when you break it down to the very basics of analytics and what analytics are, yeah. it ends up becoming... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer somebody's opinion it's a safe play it, it becomes it becomes play. like i'll give you an example defensive war right defensive run saved right drs that's based on what somebody feels is a difficult play almost like the official score where the official score just sits there and goes oh yeah that was an error because i think so okay uh, that's a mathematical stat right i mean really like if you're going to look at defensive run saved you're going to say well, the average player's range is this far based on what I think. Okay, I guess. I mean, thanks for your opinion, guy who never played baseball. We really appreciate it. Thanks. But that's essentially what it comes down to. That's every stat in analytics. Go down to the basics, the very, like, the bottom. Like, don't, don't, you gotta look at the tree. If this is war, war is fed by these, like, eight analytic stats. Look at the 55 analytic stats that feed those eight and that feed that one or two or three. And you'll realize it's all based on these guys that never played baseball's opinion, like pro football focus, where they go degree of difficulty. If you're adding degree of difficulty, that's your opinion. I, I Because have, what's difficult for me is not difficult for TJ. I have a problem with, with analytics. You're taking away the manager's ability to walk down the bench and look at somebody in the face and be like, this motherfucker's ready to go. He's ready to go. He's getting in there. Because I'm right a tiger. Now. Yeah. This guy's, this guy's, he wants it. He's in the moment. He's in the zone, especially for the playoffs. You want that guy sitting there just like, dude, I'll, get me in. I'll fucking do what I got to do. I'll take one to the face if I got to. I'm getting and first and steal second and third. Analytics pulls Blake Snell out of a playoff game. The joke. Boom. Bro, there it is. But moving forward, Robert Sala. 
Well, before I get into Robert Sala, let's talk about a recap for last week of the NFL season, which is a fucking shit show. We got games on Tuesdays, folk. You want to you recap? Just recap it. COVID. Don't point at me. I fucking lost this shit. I'm pissed. Here's a recap. Here's a recap. Every team was affected by COVID, and most of the primetime games, including I'm glad those, those Tuesday games is primetime, but all those games were shit. I'm fairly confident one of those Tuesday games on primetime wasn't even on TV. No. Well, no. Because, yeah, you had the Fox at doubleheader, but it was technically a right. doubleheader. But, but you know what? It's just the fact that did you see those lines move day to day? Holy shit. It, I mean, it was an hour-to-hour type of deal. You're talking about five, seven points moving in the matter of a couple hours. Between like, Saturday and Monday. Literally, we did our picks on Wednesday. I know. We fucked up, and now I lose. And I have to wear pajamas. Yeah, because that was brutal. That being said, the recap goes, and this is the end of our our bet. In first place, the man, the myth, the lawyer, Anthony, the rook, our champion for this year. I don't know his stats in front of me right now. He's drinking out of a Bullwinkle mug. Uh, In second place, Nick Jabberjaw. And pulling up in the rear where he likes it, that's what she said. Hit the button. I, I don't have the button. I, it's I'm on the move right now. I've got very few limited oh, options. You bring it with you? I, I do, but I got limited options. I didn't set it up. Uh, In the rear with the gear. Thomas, John, the trasher. I think this is a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> I sucked a fat one. I was up by two games and I pulled a one in five week. I suck. If anybody followed me this week, I'm sorry. I will repay you in rubles. Well, the good thing is, uh, TJ, was that we actually never posted our picks because it was such an awful night because Nick passed out. I had the I baby screaming. Fuck you. I had the baby screaming, and, like, you were doing the- – I like, watched the video back. I didn't want to, like, post it. I was kind of embarrassed at how unprofessional. I was like, I was, you're talking. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, staring around because – what were the babies screaming? It was a bad night. So we actually never posted their picks. So thankfully, no one, no one betted with us. Uh, I was four. Well, and I went four, four and two. They could have bet with me. You were four and two, too, Nick. I went four and two. Yeah, actually, four and two. actually, if they would have taken my bet on Monday morning instead of Saturday when I posted it, yeah, yeah I would have went five and one because the Browns covered the spread. Oh, there you go. Because the spread moved five points from Saturday to Monday. It went from. Plus, it went from minus two and a half to plus two or plus three. But it, it wouldn't matter because Rook had the push on you, so you still would have been second. I'm already right being second. I didn't want to be last. Like, whatever. I didn't want to be last. Yeah, so, uh, that John Tavares is over here, pajama boy. <laughs> he thinks wearing pajamas is equivalent to us shaving our heads because Nick hates – Nick likes to wear suits to his steakhouse. Well, so, I, I – I said, if if we do the shave your head bet, that's fine. But this motherfucker has to grow his hair for six months as, as bad as it looks. I don't care. I'm going back. I don't care. I'll go see Kelly again. He's great. He'll do it great. I'll look great. First of all, wearing pajamas is not as extreme as shaving your head. Listen, embarrassment is embarrassment. You two got nothing left to live for. You're married with kids. All right? You wear pajamas to freaking the bank if you want. You guys are shoved to court in pajamas. This guy's talking a lot of shit saying nothing left to live for. You know what I'm going to live for? At 2 a.m. when he falls asleep, I'm going to fucking hotbox the shit out of him. All right? I'm going to Dutch oven this son of a bitch. We'll see what I have to live for. We'll, we'll think of something better next year. I mean, I thought the pajamas is a pretty good deal. 
Got two on the ass. Got two on the ass next year. So, (laughs) so, uh, to recap this previous week, Tom Brady gets shut out by the New Orleans Saints, and it's the third time in his career that he got shut out. First time in 15 seasons. Yeah, yeah. So, my question is, does that make Zach Wilson better than him? Because he put up nine points against that same Saints team. No, it doesn't. I must. I mean, if everybody in New York is saying Zach Wilson needs to leave. Wait, it makes Daniel Jones look like a like fucking, I don't know, Joe Montana. He put up like 30-something points. And that there was it the is. Time the Giants scored 30 points in like three seasons. I'm just saying. I mean, every week everybody in New York is ready to bury these two quarterbacks. Tom Brady put up zero points and broke a damn iPad against that same team. Dude, how do the Titans lose against like the, the fucking Catholic. Steelers? How do the Titans lose against the Steelers, bro? Because God was looking out for them. I hated that. I loved that pick. The plus one and a half of Titans, and I can't believe they lost that game. That was the Steelers uh, suck. I picked the Steelers, the, the, dude. Ben Roethlisberger is two years fucking past due in, in, in the league. Like, go the fuck away already. Go rate people not being in an NFL uniform. Allegedly, fuck you, Ben Roethlisberger, you piece of shit. Allegedly, just yeah, out. allegedly. Thank you, counselor. Multiple times, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy gets treated like a priest and just moving around. A couple times. Anyway, oh wait, sorry, I put to put this up. Pajamas, TJ, pajama boy. We got you in the corner there, TJ. John Tavares, pajama boy. Pajama boy. Um, I don't give a shit. I like pajamas. There it is, and that's my problem. That's my problem. No, here's the thing. All right, let me get this straight. First of all, I like wearing pajamas. I bought a onesie because I thought I was gonna lose. Listen. There's still a difference to actually wearing pajamas out to a steakhouse. It is semi-embarrassing. Embarrassing. Granted, I don't have much. Yeah, that's the difference. Because you're sitting here saying it's semi-embarrassing. I'm saying it's wholly embarrassing. Only because you wear suits everywhere. That's because I'm classy. Try it sometime. I, wear I know you're going to court these days virtually. You got a fake top, and then like you're you're in the graduation outfit. Where he's got like the fake thing and they put it on and he looks like he's got a suit on, but he's really wearing shorts. He, he don't realize, Rook. The problem is he doesn't realize that me and you are sitting over here like $5 hookers and Nick's over there like a $10 hooker. But if we get 10 Johns in a night and he only gets three, who makes out better? <laughs> you both have had one John for the last like 12 years. All right. You both hookers is reference. <laughs> hookers is always a great reference. We're, we're, we're in Atlantic City, City, bro. We're in Atlantic City. City. Uh, dude. Dude, listen. Did he, somebody say hookers? <laughs> Which means the in the corner. Wait, somebody is out the door. Hold on. We have to get that. I love this. Well, this is surprised it's not a hooker. What is it? Pass our room right now. This place is ground zero for the most horrifying night of me and Nick's life, where we're suited out, sitting at Showboat, which is now like just a, I don't know, crack hotel. Still it's not a casino anymore. We're sitting there drinking scotch, smoking cigars, wearing suits, looking nice. We're all of what twenty three years old with your with your wife. My wife went up to bed. Oh, she left at that point. Yeah, she was like, "All right, you guys are just gonna hang out and smoke cigars uh-huh. and drink." Good night. We took her up, walked her up to the room, went to bed. We're sitting there, and I kid you not, this sixty seven year old AARP card carrying fucking woman came up to us, coughing, and was like, "You guys looking for a good time tonight?" And Nick's like, "Why is your fucking daughter here?" And we're like, no, we're good, man. Thank you. And we, I, I've never been more embarrassed in my life that, like, do I look like somebody that would, like, oh, yeah, let me pay you money. Like, no, you pay me money. She'd have been like, let me get these dentures out. 
It actually, I've never felt worse about myself in my life. First of all, wait, I love like there's just that sad little ornament behind you guys. It's just like that's so Atlantic City. It's so lost. It's nowhere. I guess no. I don't see any decorations around. I don't know. That's, that's not an ornament, bro. That's a fucking anal bead that somebody lost. <laughs> that's a pretty big anal bead. You boys use that later. It, it is Atlantic City. That's that sixty-seven year old hooker is about eighty-four now. So. <laughs> But moving on to this week in the NFL. <laughs> you can't move on from that. You can't move on from it. But we'll do a week 16 preview. What do we got, boys? What do we, who's the big Who man? cares? I'm wearing pajamas. So, uh, <laughs> so Robert Sala's got COVID, unfortunately. Giants playing Eagles. Giants playing Eagles. That's always a good Jones. matchup, I think. Yeah, if Daniel Jones is a new quarterback. Here, wait, here's – Wait, here's the uh, – wait, I, I'll get to the Giants in a minute. But here's a matchup of, like, two teams – Here's a match of two teams that are just like they can't figure out who they want to be. Niners versus Titans. That's one of those games where like whoever you pick here, like you're just it's just like it's gonna suck. It, this is gonna be a tough game to we- the watch while you bet it. Like, I think the game to no, you know what? I think the game of the week is uh is Bill's Pats. I think a big big implications right there. I, I think uh you mean the, just run, run, run? Punt, punt, punt. I, I just think the Bills have been struggling to be that team that we saw in the first half of the year. And yeah. the Pats coming off that loss, I, I mean, they're looking for a win. It's a must-win situation. Rich says 49ers all day. Yeah, Niners are favorite on the road, minus three. So, you know, I'm going to be stupid. I'm, I'm going to take the Titans plus three in that game. Not that we're doing picks anymore, but – I, I by, by the way, uh, this is the first game of the year that the Jets are the favorites. What the hell are they Jags. The Jags. The Jets will play the Jags. We'll see Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence, and we'll see who's worser than worse. Well, actually, as you said that, I'm looking at the lines on FanDuel. The Jets are not favored anymore. Oh, because they lost their head coach. And, and I don't know if you saw the out list. 15, 15 players on COVID list and, and went out Robert Sala. Uh, the Jags are minus one, though. They're barely favored, but they're favored. But you know what? With that COVID list, with no head coach and 15 players out, if if Zach Wilson gets the win, can you stop fucking comparing Trevor Lawrence? Is, is now Trevor Lawrence the whipping boy of the NFL? No. Because I don't think he is. Nope, he's not. He plays in a city. He plays in a city that doesn't matter. Yeah, he plays in Jacksonville, and Zach Wilson plays in New York. That's some reason why. I'll let you know now, as a service member, Jacksonville, North Carolina is more important than Jacksonville, Florida. Because at least Jacksonville, North Carolina has Camp Lejeune where the Marines base is. Better golf courses. Yeah, but I I would say this. I know you're an Army guy, but uh, to the Navy, Jacksonville, Florida is actually very important. There's a lot of Navy people down there. I went to school down there for a year, and there's a lot of Navy people. I know Nick's face is like, I know we're (laughs) pro-Army, but we're all pro-all services, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm glad I rep for the Marines for two seconds. You're like, but what about the guys that give them the ride to the war? <laughs> the Marines are out there dying on the front lines. The Marine, the sailors watch while they're drinking martinis on their boats. Hey, Navy, Navy, we still respect you guys. You guys still serve our country. Respect you. Guys. I don't. Go Army. Beat Navy. Fuck you, dude. My grandfather was in the Navy. Yeah, too. back when it took a man to be in the Navy. Now it's like you're in the Navy. It's like, oh, cool. You serve. I appreciate you. The Navy is the definition of me too. Back to week 16. My my grandpa was in the Navy and was on a fucking bomber, which was crazy because you would think that would be Air Force or, but no, 
Even though if I talked to your grandfather about that, he was in a bomber back when the Navy actually bombed. Oh yeah. It was like the first time a plane went into the air. Like, yeah, I, I talked to your grandpa. My grandpa was one of those guys where as a kid you asked, like, oh, did you ever kill anybody, grandpa? He's like, ah, I don't know. We flew a couple bombing runs in Korea and dropped a couple bombs and shit went off. Maybe there are people down there. I don't know. <laughs> it was a test run. <laughs> <laughs> I would say another, back to Wheat 16. Um, can't really segue that back one, but. Uh, Rams Vikings. We broke the fucking Navy, all right? I was saying Jackson. Don't besmirch the Navy, you motherfuckers. Fuck the Navy. Go on and uh, beat Navy all day, every day. Fucking God. In jail, by myself. One man, no pillowcase. Yeah, Pat's Bills That's definitely game of the week. I would, bitches. Uh, Pat's, Pat's Bills definitely game of the week out of all these games looking at. Sub- yes, sir. One, but they're not going to put him prime time again. And Rams Vikings is a good one as well, I think. Can the Vikings stand up and tell me who they are, please? Fucking Kirk Cousins. I hate him so much. Yeah, they're a team that can get you the three-quarters deep and then fuck it up. Fucking Usually on a field goal. Fucking Kirk Cousins threw, what, 87 yards this week? Yeah, he did. 87 yards. He think he actually touchdowns with that. By the way, I just want to point out that Army won the Armed Forces Bowl today. 24-22 against Mizzou. Good for them. I don't know why they're in our forces bowl, but all right. Anyway, so I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna go back. They have to one cannon real quick. And a tank. Shopify presents cool sheets from Aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoiced. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. I'm gonna Say it go again? Back, I'm going to go back to the Giants real quick, which makes me mad. It's because Joe Judge, who I don't know what plant he's on, but he pretty much thinks that his job is very secure. I don't think it is. I like him. I liked him, I think. But at this point, he thinks his job is totally secure to the point where he said this week that Daniel Jones is the guy. That he wants to stay with Daniel Jones. You should be fired immediately if you think that Daniel Jones is the guy. I think I I'm, looking, I'm looking out there for anybody else that thinks that. Nobody else thinks that. Well, Nick just saw two people I could fill Daniel Jones' shoes and fucking easily. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable for him to think that guy has one leg. 
And Dave Gettleman and I, I, point out, on this year. I just want to point out there are statues out this out here that are as effective as Daniel Jones. Because they can get sacked too. You see that statue right there? I'd rather have him in that than Gorgiev. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was a good one. That was a good one. I also say I, I hate I, if they have to suit up Mike Glennon to start another game. Give me Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm is not that good either. Jake from State Farm. Jake Fromm from State Farm. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I can't do. It. I can't do it. They all. They're all terrible. I hope they lose the rest of the way. I just want to. Dude, I, I can't look at Glennon's neck anymore. It just freaks me the <laughs> fuck out. It, I saw, it, I saw, wait, I saw a meme that had Glennon's neck long, but each year was each each thing was a year that he got paid, like how much money he made on top of it, and like stacked up his neck. And like he's made like a ton of money, I don't know how. Like he's not a good. What has he done? What has he done? Nothing. He's won. He hasn't won a game since like 2017. Apparently, I'm he's pretty sure Tim Tebow has better stats than him. Do you want to know what the game of the week is right now? What? Ben, I told you. In my, no, Pats. in my opinion, no. Bengals Ravens. No chance. Both eight and six fighting for the top of the AFC North. But they both suck, and they're going to the ladder. They suck, and they're going nowhere. That's not the same can be said about the Pats and the Bills. That's not true at all. It is. It could. It could. Because it shouldn't be that close. The Bengals and the Ravens have been stagnant. They're both 8-6. and And they're both a top. They both can get hot at any moment. You know what? I honestly got to say, this extra game during the year has made, like, people thinking that teams that are 8-6 and are fucking decent. They're not. Yeah, but they're TJ, not. they're TJ, they're both the top the NFC uh I'm sorry, AFC North. They're both How embarrassing is that? How embarrassing is that? It's terrible. No, I agree, it's terrible, but that's where we're at. And that's the NFL. And that's but the, but the thing about last year that's actually letting somebody into the playoff that's going to fucking lose. You don't know that because anybody can get hot in the playoffs because the Giants shouldn't have won those two Super Bowls. They both all the Giants teams. Suck going into the playoffs. They were fucking eight and six, bro. You're right. They were seven and nine. Like they sucked. They were trash. You suck. (laughs) They were not seven and nine when they won a championship. They might as well have been because Eli Manning is trash. Okay. You know what? He'll he'll concede that you. You he'll concede that you earned one of them if you concede that that fucking David Tyree catch saved your motherfucking asses. And you shouldn't have won that Super Bowl. I will never concede that they should have won either one of those. They should have lost both of them. They both got lucky, all right? And the defense won both those games, and Eli Manning happened to be there. You're out of your mind. If you're Eli Manning happened to be – You would be like – Eli Manning happened to be Trent Dilfer twice. Hot take. Huntley is better than Jackson. What do you say? We got a hot take from our corner. Rich says Huntley is better than Lamar Jackson. That's not a hot take. That's actually very true. I agree with wow. That. That, that, so it's a hot take. Praise from Cezac take. It is Dallas. But a lot of people have been saying it though. He's not the only one. The people do. Huntley did look really good in that game. Think about it. The pay, they, the Packers were favored by seven in that game, and he they lost by one. And they probably would have won the I game. Just, I just they didn't go for two. They I just want to point out that if if the Ravens played in a city that mattered like New York, there would be some serious quarterback controversy. Yes, I agree. Mike White would be starting right now. And there'll be coach controversy as well because he won for two twice this year and lost them two games. So they basically would be 
Nah, but but here's the problem with that second time this past week, his kicker hurt himself. Who's kicking kicks? Oh, Justin Tucker got hurt. Yeah, you didn't see that. I didn't know. I didn't know. Didn't he throw it his quad like in warmups? No, that was the Carolina Panthers. Oh, that was the Panthers. Okay, my bad, my mistake. No, Justin Tucker was able to line up and hit that hit that hit that field goal. I mean, yeah, I mean, got to risk it for the biscuit. No, I get it, but I get I get who his point is. And the one the one before when he went, uh, it was uh, the two point conversion was Jackson to Andrews. Andrews dropped that pass like that was a good pass. That was a good play. They should have won that game. He just he just dropped it. Bad execution came up right. yeah. this week. This week was bad. Dude, but you know what? I, I don't agree with that two-point conversion argument that you got to go for the win there. Why? You're essentially saying that you know you're not a good enough team to win in the fucking overtime. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, and you did twice. Well, sudden death over time. So really, the, the long and short of it is, is you could argue that you're saying that, hey, we're good enough to win in overtime, or we're not. Maybe our defense isn't strong enough to stop them from scoring a touchdown on a lucky play. But you, you're exactly. talking about a, a 30% chance, maybe. Maybe. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are. Yeah, I don't, I don't It's not higher than 30. I would say tie the game up, take your chances. But, yeah. You know, but uh, moving, moving on from that, we're talking about. I would agree with the second one versus the Packers, two points. Then the first game when you were for two points. Right. Because of the offense. I agree okay, with that. Okay. So, you heard that? I heard him. I, I agree. I'm our man, Rich, on the side. A man, Rich. I agree with you, Rich. Me and you on the same wavelength right now. Huntley, Rich, you can jump, jump in, bro. No, no, that's all right. I'm going to off camera. Let's get, let's get him a Rich. mic. Get him a mic. Where's Rich? I love Rich off camera, by the way. I feel like he's our you producer know on the side. Like, it barking at us. Like, hey, this podcast is an NC-17 rated. Uh, Rich has been helicoptering at us the whole time. He's sitting there like, I don't know why. You can see it. Around. I'm not going to say I'm not impressed. I'm very impressed. I don't know why these people are in my room. Get them out. <laughs> but moving on, uh, we, we kind of already talked about it. I'm not going to get too far into it. But COVID has had a crazy effect on the odds for the NFL. And and we saw it with the, with the Browns game with Baker not being in. The line moved five points from Saturday to Monday. It, it was crazy. It went, it went from it went from minus two and a half to plus three, and we just saw it right now with the Jets and the Jags. Yeah, yeah. Because the Jets were favored this week. It was the first time they got favored, and then their coach goes out. They favored by two. Yeah, and their, their coach goes out with fifteen players, and now they're not favored. Now they lose. Now they're favored by. I mean, I'm a favorite. I'm the dogs by one. So at home, they're still gonna win. They're going to win. I'll take a Jets in that game plus one, 100%. No win. Um, all that being said, I think we covered sports. Let's talk about real quick Christmas is right around the corner, literally. Christmas. If you haven't gotten your presents yet, you, you done messed up, A.A. Ron. Is that a Hanukkah shirt? Amazon ain't delivered. Not now. What is, I, we can't see what's on the bottom. All we see is little Hanukkah candles on top. Those are not Hanukkah candles. Those are, those are, those are poles for Festivus. Oh, God. This fucking Seinfeld's the worst. All right, moving on. Fuck top me. five Christmas movies. Give give me your top five, Rook. All right, so if anyone watched my uh, – we were to take this uh, yes, uh, today. No, dude, we actually met the one guy that watched. 
He's outside <laughs> taking a piss in the boardwalk. You guys did. You guys <laughs> your fellow podcaster. I thought we were a team. We, we are, but I have to wear pajamas, so fuck everyone. I really don't care. Pajamas. I actually met the, the one person I watched so far, and that was my daughter. Because <laughs> she was forced to. <laughs> was she flipping off the screen? She actually liked the part where I put in the uh, Charlie Brown uh, Christmas uh, piece into it. So basically, my so I'll get to my my top five. So you guys may not agree with me, but it is what. Are, are we are we running out? Is this ranked, or are we just doing a top five in any order? I I I ranked them five to one. Okay. So I did was on the on my beer and a take. I did five was Charlie Brown Christmas, which is actually isn't a movie, but it's a special. No, um, it's a it's a movie. It's a movie. I'll allow. That's a movie. So that I, I even the way I would consider that anyway. Um, number four was a Christmas story because we, I watched it every year. I know Nick probably hates it. I hate that movie trash. too. I, I don't know why I hate it. I just don't like it. I know you both think it's trash. I love it. I've watched it every year. That three. Rich hates it too. Rich hates it through. Oh, you're out. You're out. We're done. Seventy-five percent says you're fucking wrong. That's consensus. <laughs> Listen, I said I know it's a it's a controversial take, but in my family. That's one of the, the best movies. Not one of the family's wrong. I've been with your family during Christmas. <laughs> we never watched it. Uh, no, you, you did Christmas with my mom, not with my dad. My dad makes us watch it from, uh, from 12 a.m. to uh, tw- uh, 12 a.m. It's for 24 hours. So we watch it every year with my father, the fragile. I love that part. But anyway, uh, number three for me is a Christmas vacation, which is why I drink out of this bad boy every year. And I love Chevy Chase. And TJ likes it. I know TJ has a sweat. Fuck Chevy Chase. He's not uh, funny. I actually put the shitter's full clip into my, into my beer to take. Uh, number two was a, It's a Wonderful Life, which is not originally a Christmas movie, but became a Christmas movie. It's one of the best movies in cinema history, actually. Oh, you know, right. you're fucking I'll allow it. I'll allow it. It's a classic. It's a classic. I'll allow it. It's top three. I'd really watch the cable guy. What's that? I'd rather watch the cable guy. Uh, that's, sure. You're crazy. You're crazy. Anyway, number one which is what is debated every single year, whether or not it's a Christmas movie. It is Die Hard, baby. Die Hard. That's awful. Every time. It's a, it's a Christmas time. movie. It's so cliche. Now. At a Christmas, it's at a Christmas party. Every time. Rook, I am with you. Number one for me is Die Hard. Number two is the Santa Claus. Number two is Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon is a Christmas movie. Lethal Weapon is in my... Stop it, Rich. You're ruining it, Rich. I'll, I'll let him get to it. Fuck. But that is a Christmas movie. But number one, Die Hard. Number two, The Santa Claus. Uh, number three, Christmas Vacation. Number four, Home Alone 2. And number five, The Polar Express. Oh, you know what? I forgot Home Alone. I actually probably take Home I would take Christmas Story out and put Home Alone in there. Okay. I mean, it's a little late, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I, already, I already posted the video. So, this is about so it. I'm going to go Jingle All In no particular order, because I don't have an order for this. I'm going to go Jingle All the Way. So my cookies. No, you in my house. Eating my cookies. Put that cookie down. Now. You're my number one customer. <laughs> I love, I love Turbo Man. No one likes you, Booster. No, no, no. Sinbad says it. You know what? Nobody likes you, Booster. Pow. It sounds like COVID. <laughs> but, uh,. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Dig all the way. The Santa Claus. Phenomenal. Okay. Home Alone 1. Home Alone 2. 
and Lethal Weapon, which is, in fact, if we're going to say Die Hard is a Christmas movie, Lethal Weapon literally starts out with the music being Jingle Bell Rock as that girl throws herself off a building. And then Riggs is buying a Christmas tree. It's still not better than Die Hard. Hard, And at the end, Gary Busey gets into Murtaugh's house, and he's watching TV, and he's watching A Christmas Carol. And he goes, what day is today? And Gary Busey goes, it's fucking Christmas, and shoots the TV. It's a Christmas movie. It's not better than Die Hard. I would say Home Alone and Home Alone. Die Hard is cliche. Die Hard is cliche. Die Hard is cliche. Fuck anyway, you, bro. You're wearing the shirt of your own band right now. You're okay. cliche. Wait, hold on. Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2 are the same movie. They're the exact They're same not. movie. One takes place in Chicago. The other one takes place in New York. Let's see the Blackhawks and the Rangers are the same team. The whole Rangers process six. of the whole movie is the same movie. Shut up. Shut up. You, yeah. you flip-flop movies halfway through the fucking yeah, broadcast. Home Fuck Alone. I just get Home Alone, look. Honorable, honorable mention, Jack Frost. Sorry, but the producer has to jump in. So Home Alone 2 should not be in his top five. Home Alone 1 should be in if he thinks it's the same movie. There it is. Rich just said it. No, you said two. No, it's Home Alone 1. Home Alone, it's Home Alone. Whatever, you forgot Home Alone existed. You're <laughs> done. <laughs> Goodbye. I meant Home Goodbye. Alone. Oh, oh, Rich. Oh, yeah, also. Oh, right. Okay, also. <laughs> the reason why Nick likes Home Alone 2 is because Trump's in it. Right. Okay. He I mean, pointed him in the direction of the lobby. He's a good guy. And the thing is, the everybody else like that homeless. Everybody let this twelve-year-old kid walk around New York by himself. He gave him directions. Sounds like a hero to me. And the thing is, uh, they actually deleted Trump from some some places. No, dude, I watched it on Freeform uh, a couple days ago, and the Trump scene was in there. Oh, was in there? Yes. It kind of has to. They wouldn't allow him to be. He owned up the plaza at the time. He owned the plaza hotel. He wouldn't allow them to film there if he wasn't in the movie. Which makes sense. I mean, why would you get rid of it? Who gives a fuck if you if you hate the pre- hate the former president? Then like that much. That's your fault. You have bigger problems in life. All right, like dude, if if you want to fucking take Donald Trump out of the fucking out of the movie because you're so triggered, out of a cameo, which was funny and, and, and like. At the time, 0.2 seconds, really. Like, but at the time, like, it's irrelevant. But at the time, you understand, like, this guy is like a multi billionaire, owns the hotel, like, he's getting directions to a 12 year old kid. You, you you shouldn't be there. Yeah. You hate Donald Trump so much that you want that removed, but you're a big fan of the fucking pudding brain running the country right now. And fuck you. I really don't care. I'm drunk. It's so funny because if you watch, if you have a Republican view on, you're like, Donald Trump's a hero. He gave that kid directions. But if you're a liberal, you're like, why didn't he call the cops? And the 12-year-old walking around by himself. Liberals don't watch sports anyway. Because Listen, liberals don't watch sports anyway because at the end of the season, they give out trophies for people who won, and the people that lost get nothing. So liberals don't watch sports. Everybody knows this. Wait, can I tell you, be honest with you, if Joe Biden's in that movie, right, he probably gives the kid the wrong directions because he probably forgot how to get back to the hotel. And then he smells his hair. Very weirdly. He smells him. He smells him. <laughs> lost Nick. Nick is down. Nick just entered the other room. <laughs> you smell good, little boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he pulls he pulls the kingpin with fucking uh Bill Murray. I'm in 1402. <laughs> That's away. <laughs> 
I, I think I think I think that we've done it all. I think we've uh, done it all. We actually have a phone call. We have a phone call. We have, we have one two, phone actually, call. We have two. But um, uh, TJ from last week, we have someone called in from last week. We didn't do it. All right, so I'll, I'll go right into this. Uh, this is the one uh, most recent, and then I'll, I'll I'll try to pull up the other ones. Service here sucks. So sorry, guys. Bear with me. All of the zero people. There's a bear with you. That's not a bear. That's rich. Close enough. Grizzly. Grizzly, folks. Here's Grizzly. It's kind of grizzly. Oh, here we go. Hey, yo, man. This is Richard. I'm in the room next to you, motherfuckers. Can you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to go to sleep. I just lost 3,600 at the fucking tables, and you motherfuckers don't shut up. Go the fuck to sleep. God damn. <laughs> Have her early night. Only eleven thirty early night. Go to sleep. I, I mean, <laughs> he sounds a little like TJ. <laughs> Dude, shut up! Because if my wife found out I'm down thirty six hundred, I'm not getting home. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I think it was one from last week, though. What was the one? I'm trying. Week? I'm trying to get into it. It's not letting me into the Google Voice. That's what she said. Well, basically, I, I could read it. I, I don't. Oh, uh, give me, give me a second. Give me a second. All right. Well, anyway, we got a call from last week. Obviously, we did not do the podcast last week, so hopefully, we I think I can. I can say, I'll, I'll pull it up. Give me two seconds. All right. I guess I don't want to keep dead air here, though. But uh, have you, you guys uh, tell done? us? Tell us about how you're going to flip flop on Christmas movies. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like the guy I voted for. <laughs> Flip popping ideas. I, I what a what a like egg shape head. Fucking idiot. Anyway, uh, is it this one? Hold on. Is it, is, it, is it this one, Rook? Hold on one second. I'm pulling it up right now. It's not bringing me to the Google voicemail. That's why. Is it this one? Uh, is I, it from Eddie from New Jersey? Yeah, Eddie from New Jersey. Yep. There we go. My name is Eddie. I'm calling from Mars Plains, New Jersey. I've heard that. You record on December 15th, which is a Wednesday night. Well, coincidentally, this is the finale for season 37 of MTV's The Challenge. Um, question here is, is CT one of the greatest athletes of all time? And who do you think can win? Thanks. May, may, I, may I? Go, please. Number one, if you watch reality, reality TV, Wait, wait, before we say reality TV, let's let's define reality TV. Oh, sorry. People who don't have any talent whatsoever and on TV in reality, basically do just being jerk offs. I won't consider something like Orange County Choppers reality TV because they actually have a job that they know yeah. how to do. You know what well, I mean? I like, if we're watching Deadliest Catch, they don't need to be on TV. Right. They have a job. Right. Okay, the let's put it this way. A lot of people who are. Who are very talented in like puzzles and athletics? Are they? Are they? Can they? Can if they, they were that funny? talented, would they be doing stupid fucking shows on MTV that nobody watches? I didn't oh, even know oh, MTV oh, still existed. Other than Rich, Rich watches it. And any from New Jersey? Challenge has a very big following, and I think the challenge is actually not bad. Have you watched an episode of the challenge? I feel like you guys. The challenge is like fucking Survivor for douchebags. I didn't even oh. know MTV still existed. Yes, it is. You're wrong. I, really, I, I I pulled it up on the TV guide and said reality TV survivor for douchebags. Bad. But no cool dude in like a fucking awful khaki colored like t 
tank top saying like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Terrible take. Fuck you. Okay, number two. (laughs) Number two. The greatest athlete to ever grace the screen of reality TV. On MTV in general. And MTV in general is the fucking Miz. The Miz, 100%. And the story. 100%. And guess what he's doing right now? He's not doing reality TV on MTV. He's wrestling motherfuckers. He is doing reality TV, though. It's, uh, it's not a reality. It's a sport. No, no, he's doing. Reality. He has no, his own show on the USA, based off of his character. No, oh, it's not based on his character. It's yeah, in his life. It's not right, right, but based on the fucking success. It's based on success in wrestling. Yes, okay. yeah. not okay, it's reality. Though. Next argument. Okay, next one. It's Mike and his wife. It's not the Miz. It's Mike. Yeah, who's a reality TV show? Okay, he was on Real World too. He started off in Real World. Okay, he did. But nobody knows him from that because no, no, no. I will say this. I will say this. As far as the Miz is concerned, I do remember him being on the real world because I have an older sister. Yeah, challenge as well. My, I, I have an older sister that watched the real world in the 90s when it was like a show, when MTV still had music videos and played music. And I remember him being on the real world and running around with a fake WWF belt and a cape calling him the Miz calling himself the Miz and thinking, wow, this guy's an idiot. And damn, was I wrong? And I got to say, CT, I don't know who that guy is, but he might be a very fine athlete. He's still not better than Mike Mazanin, who is now okay. the Miz, so, a former WWE right, so world champion. On it because you guys obviously don't watch Challenge. Challenge is actually very difficult. I don't know if I'm sorry, know. we have lives. You know what else is difficult? Driving in traffic. I don't fucking promote that. All right, it's different, though. Anyway... So, CT actually has, CT actually has the most up. challenged championships with seven. Uh, I don't know what happened this season. I've been watching it. So, CT is nearly pushing 40, running up mountains, sprinting up mountains, having to figure out puzzles. They run like six to seven miles in, in, in the challenge. It's, it's difficult. And they're doing other challenges as well. Last year, he won it. Um, and there was like a challenge where they, had a, they couldn't sleep all night. Basically, they had to sit in a cave that was basically a um, a glacier, and then stick their head into ice cold water, pull it out, and they could lay down on a ice cube. Like it's torture. It's not. It sounds like my life in the United States Army whenever I'm at Fort Drum. Thanks. It's not difficult. So anyway, I would say CT. If you're about challenge athletes, he's definitely up there on top. He's yeah, Mike Mazanin is better because Mike Mazanin is 41 years old. It takes bumps like five days a week. You're talking about somebody that's purposely doing that because they have nothing better to do in life. Like, yeah, are, are we supposed to – am I supposed to applaud the fucking homeless guy outside of 7-Eleven because he'll suck a dick for five bucks? I don't think so. And then, and then he'll sleep outside for the entire winter. That's not a challenge for him. That's whole life. You guys are crazy. Your takes are awful on the challenge. You guys don't watch it, so you guys don't understand it. They make $500,000 to be a winner. But that's the only reason they're on the show. Yeah, well, you wouldn't want to do that? No. no it's called self-respect. I appreciate you backing me up on this, but they actually get paid to be on the show as well, just to be like, do the challenges throughout. Right. So like, I don't even, I don't, honestly, the, the long and short of it is I don't respect anybody that watches MTV anymore. Do they even play music? The only good no. thing on MTV is a challenge. There's no good thing. That's and, no. And there's no Jersey Shore. There's no good thing. And Jersey Shore. There's no good thing. MTV is like the SAT, where like the SAT used to stand for Scholastic Aptitude right Test, and now it means nothing. MTV is the same deal. Where it used to be I'm, music. I'm, 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 you guys are picking the Miz over CT. 
is like, tell me you never watch a challenge without telling me you never watch a challenge. That's right, okay. And you know what? The entire world would be like, what's the challenge? All nine yeah, of our viewers are saying, who what the fuck is the challenge? Watch shows. Like, you'll be surprised. They have a lot. They are they watching? Are more people watching WWE than they are watching the challenge? I don't know. I don't watch WWE. No, they're, 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 stop it. Stop it. Yes, you do know. More people watch WWE. No, they don't. Right. I don't know more, stop it. More people watch Raw than watch MTV for the year. Yeah. Raw's two hours. No, three hours now. Three There's hours. No way. There's no way. And, and you know what? That whole thing of like, oh, you get paid $500,000 to like run up mountains and fucking do all this exertion on yourself. That's great. Riley Reed makes like $4 million to lay on her back and take a dick. <laughs> And with that being said, I think that's... Uh, I'm just right. saying. That is, that is a good ending there. I think you have to just stop. Thank you, TJ. <laughs> Thank you for that one. Jesus Christ. That being said, I think I think we've really? talked about this episode. This was supposed to be a short episode, but being everybody here and like finally, like at least two of us in the same room together, we, we went off. We really went off. TJ made us a drink. It was crazy. Is it good? Oh, it was delicious. Uh, the, the cherries, amazing. I do. Luxano cherries are the key. I, I think when we're done with our beer advent calendar, I'm gonna do, we're gonna start doing a, uh, I guess a drink how to making drinks, making mixed yeah. cocktails, and I'm like gonna show you people how to make the ultimate old fashioned. And Luxano cherries are the basis of building that ultimate old fashioned. Is that a good idea? That's a good idea. Right I like that, TJ. That's a good idea. We'll we'll definitely go with that. I think. That being Nick, said, take us home, Nick. Uh, be on the lookout for day 24, uh, 23 and 24 of Beer to Take. TJ and I will be doing that together. We'll be together. So we're going to knock that out. Uh, also, Miracle. Uh, great movie about the 1980 Olympics. That will be out shortly on the Screen Addicts podcast. Uh, we want to thank you all for being with us here at Scoreboard Addicts podcast. Thanks a ton. Uh, here from Atlantic City and remotely from... New Jersey. Parts unknown. <laughs> Somewhere else in New Jersey. <laughs> we want to thank you for being here with us. Thank you from TJ, who was hammered almost at least halfway there. Oh, yeah. Nick, Anthony the Rook, and Rich in the corner. The sound guy. The sound guy. Thank you for being with us. We appreciate you. Have a good one. We'll see you next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.